0: Welcome back to A Push for Understanding. This is a combination of many Brinkley's, because um, because why not? <laughs> uh, this is Brinkley 15, Brinkley 20, and Brinkley 29, but little segments of each. So don't worry, it sounds like a lot, but it's actually not that much. Uh, so I'm going to start with Brinkley 15, because chronological order makes sense. Um, and so to start Brinkley 15, we kind of have the ending of Reconstruction uh, with the Redeemers in the New South. Those two things are very much tied together. The Redeemers are um, kind of rewriting history. They're reshaping how we think about Reconstruction and how we want to um, kind of move forward with racial progress, or I guess not move forward with racial progress there. They want to move back to slavery. However, they can't overturn the 13th Amendment. Um, And so they implement new laws, new restrictions, and new Ideas uh to basically hold black people back um from fully achieving um pro- or su- success uh progress and success um and so these guaranteed rights by the federal government as we're going to see aren't guaranteed to all black Americans um, so we kind of have these uh people who are fighting. For justice, kind of not fighting for justice, and it's it's basically chaos. Okay, um, unfortunately, the South ends up winning a lot of these battles, and a lot of new ideas about African Americans begin to spring up. So, first we have Plessy versus Ferguson, uh, perhaps one of the worst court cases we've ever seen, probably in U.S. history. <laughs> I mean, there's very few, um. Court cases that have been worse, let's say. I mean, Citizens United wasn't great. <laughs> um, and uh the Dred Scott case wasn't very great, but this is probably up there with one of the worst decisions the Supreme Court has ever made. So Plessy versus Ferguson basically says that um separation uh on account of race is legal. Um and it basically led to the phrase separate but equal. Um, we can separate people on buses, but, and th- and that's not racist because they're equal. Uh, so black people go to the back of the bus. Um, we can separate people from drinking from the same water fountains, but, um, you know, the black water fountains are just as good as the white water fountains. Don't, don't look into that, but uh, we pinky promise that they're the same. We pinky. Pinky promised that one of them is not full of lead pipes, um, <laughs> um, and so basically, Plessy versus Ferguson, um, opens up Jim Crow laws. I mean, we saw Jim Crow laws sort of, kind of, with things like the grandfather clause, and just um, intimidation by things or by groups like the KKK, but now we're seeing it um, being legalized. We're seeing Actual government policies focusing around Jim Crow and the separation between African Americans and white Americans. And we're seeing uh, people being disenfranchised for uh, being black, being former slaves, being whatever you have, but basically being black. Um, and so we have people being disenfranchised based on things like poll taxes, um, basically saying that uh, to pay or you'd have to pay to vote, which not only hurts African Americans, who remember, have just been freed, so they don't have a lot of money to go out and vote every two years, or every year, however however um, politically involved these people are. Um, probably can't afford it, probably don't want to afford it. Um, so it not only holds black back uh, former slaves, specifically, you know, the African-Americans and even the free blacks or the former free blacks um, who escaped slavery, uh, they still start with nothing then. so, Uh, But it also hurts uh, poor white Southerners as well. Um, And we also see things like property requirements that you have to, to be able to vote, you have to uh, own land or own a house or whatever, kind of going back in time uh, because remember, um, it was uh, uh, the Jacksonian era kind of started with this new idea of voting, and they actually took away uh, like the wealth taxes and the property taxes, and well, not property tax, property requirements to vote. Um, and so now we're kind of seeing a resurgence for that based on um, racism instead. And then southerners also strip people or strip black people of their right to vote through uh, many ways they. Um, harass them in voting places they uh make them take tests well they make they make everybody take tests but it's up to the poll workers to decide uh who correctly filled out those tests and I'll leave it up to you who uh is correctly filling out these tests um I've actually taken one of these tests um it is extremely difficult and extremely vague um and it's very difficult to do in the time frame that they gave you um I think they give you, like, 10 minutes to do it, and it's, like, a four-page thing um, with extremely vague language and extremely vague ideas and questions, and it, it makes no sense. Um, if you're interested, there's, like, a ton of PDFs on the internet. Just search up, like, um, poll tests, and then a state poll test, Louisiana, poll test, Georgia, um and you know a hundred of them will pop up. They're extremely difficult um but also kind of fun uh to look back on because they're so absurdly stupid. <laughs> um and so along with this new kind of wave of racial stigma and racial suppression um we kind of have two ideas of thought. We have Booker T Washington, who many of you probably know, uh Booker T. Washington kind of focused on self-improvement. He said that, you know, you need to focus on your education, you need to focus on your work, you need to focus on self-improvement, and that will prove to white people that we're equal, that the black man is equal to the white person. Um, and that's how we're going to change the system, by improving ourselves and proving to other people that we deserve rights. And um, kind of against that, Du Bois. Uh, argues that uh, argues against washington saying that black people shouldn't have to prove anything to white people that they should be given rights now and that total equality is not something you have to prove based on how competent you are or your level of education or you know how many or whether or not you're an upright citizen equality is the bare minimum of society and it should be granted to everybody no matter um what your racial identity is um kind of going along with this we have uh Ida Well Ida Wells sorry um and she's kind of pushing for this anti lynching anti um hanging movement uh which basically was killing a lot of african americans throughout the south um you know obviously not a great thing but um for some reason the uh, her campaign never really gained traction in Congress or in government, and so a lot of anti-lynching laws uh, never really happened. Um, but there was a big movement, especially in the North, um, as they be- began to see, um, you know, African-Americans getting hung for not even being tried. Uh, you know, it really pushes the North towards a anti-lynching movement. Um, and so that's kind of the end of Brinkley five, or sorry, Brinkley fifteen. Um, and so now we're moving kind of more uh, into African American reforms and the Civil Rights Movement. So, um, this is Brinkley twenty at this point. So, the beginning of the downfall of all this mm, horribleness, racism, Jim Crow, uh, kind of starts with um. Brown versus Board of Education, or I should say it's kind of the beginning of the end for Plessy versus Ferguson. Um, so Brown versus Board of Education ruled that, uh, the schools were separate, but they were not equal. And so that's kind of undoing Plessy versus Ferguson that said, uh, separation is okay, but they have to be equal. And the Supreme Court says, but they're not equal. Um, and so that's kind of undoing, uh, Plessy versus Ferguson and it's ruling that things that are not equal are unconstitutional. And so we, with that we see a wave of new things like um Little Rock 9 where I'm sure everybody knows about Little Rock 9 but if you don't I mean look into it first of all you really need to you really need to know what these kids went through but Little Rock 9 nine students were blocked uh from going to a desegregated school after uh Brown versus Board of Education. And they were stopped, like, I think three times or four times, um, just harassed by not only the parents, but once they got into the school by the students. Um, and it was just, it was a lot. Um, eventually, it got very, it got so bad uh, that Eisenhower, President Eisenhower, uh, ordered the National Guard to Arkansas and sent in, like, a whole... I guess, brigade or division of the National Guard to escort nine students into the school uh, because these parents were so. uh, I wish I could swear, but (laughs) were so bent on not uh, keeping these students uh, from going to the school, which is obviously insane. (laughs) Um, And just so weird that nine students were able to make such a big impact on the nation and were able to summarize such a movement in, like, such a way. (laughs) Um, Along with this, we see the Montgomery bus boycott. Uh, The buses, like I said earlier, the buses were having African Americans uh, sit at the back of the bus or stand. Um, And so blacks boycotted the buses until they could sit anywhere on the bus. Um i think it was like a year year and a half campaign it was a very long campaign um but it worked uh the buses eventually gave in and kind of undoing the separate but equal thing again so Plessy versus ferguson has seen so far two um i guess unties in the ball of horribleness that it created um then we see sit-ins, uh, college students, sitting in kind of at the restaurant booths and just taking up seats, just sitting there, not not doing anything, but that's the point. They're taking up the seats at cafes, at diners, at um, restaurants, and eventually these businesses uh, allow anybody to sit anywhere. And again, another punch to Pless- Plessy versus Ferguson, and it uh, once again undoes that. Um, then we see the freedom rides. Um, students ride across the south uh to de uh, desegregate uh bus stops. And they basically I mean I mean they do that, they desegregate bus stops again. Um so another punch to Plessy versus Ferguson. And then finally, um the biggest punch to Plessy versus Ferguson comes in the Civil Rights Act of nineteen sixty four. Uh at this point, President Lyndon B. Johnson um introduces legislation prohibiting segregation in public areas employment and increasing power of the government to intervene when states don't do that basically it bans racial discrimination you can't be turned away from a hospital because you're black you can't um let me think of another example you can't uh be kicked out of a school because you're asian american you can't um be told to get off the bus because you're Hispanic. Uh, and basically, it it does that. Um, and I think a interesting thing about, or not really interesting, an important thing to remember about the Civil Rights Act is, obviously, it was a massive bill, kind of the end of segregation in America, the end of Jim Crow in America. Um, but it also led the way for um, amendments to be attached to those bill, or to that bill as well, uh, to include religion, to include gender, to include um, hold on, uh, gender, religion, and uh, immigration status, uh, like citizenship, and overall, just it's it's become a bill. It was a bill of racial, um, racial progress, but now it's a bill of just general progress of equality for women equality for um you know uh, uh kind of religion <laughs> uh i don't know why that took me so long to say um and right now their congress is attempting but failing unfortunately um to pass an amendment to add sexual orientation to that bill as well um so you know it's not really important but it is fun uh to know that your rights are protected as long as you're not, you know, gay. <laughs> um, and so all of this kind of um, amalgamates into a big push for Freedom Summer. And Freedom Summer is uh, the registering of thousands of black voters to vote in 1964 in the election. A lot of people aren't registered because they can't register. They've been, they, you know, they've been stopped from registering. And so a lot of people from the North, a lot of people from the South, a lot of people of all races and genders and religions uh, go go into the South um, for the summer and begin registering thousands of black people one by one, uh, really pushing African Americans to begin voting and to seize their uh, rights that were taken away from them, you know, uh, six or 80 years ago. And then after this, um there's the Civil Rights Act. Uh kind of two different things, but or I believe oh wait, no, sorry. I think I have that written down wrong. I believe it's the uh Voting Rights Act. Um so that is in response to um African Americans who are attempting to vote in nineteen sixty four they are getting murdered by the kkk or the kkk and white supremacists uh, trying to stop them from voting so johnson passes another bill uh, kind of reaffirming the uh 15th amendment protecting uh, african americans right to vote um and then we have affirmative action which requires uh institutions particularly government institutions to begin to hire uh, more diverse employees, and, um, as a result of this black employment, uh, begins to skyrocket in the country. Uh, it basically says that if a black person's, um, qualified for a job, you can't, like, not hire them because they're black. Um, and, you know, it's not really a big deal anymore, but it's important, uh, it was important at the time that definitely begins to level out, um, kind of racial or the racial oppression and the um kind of racist uh, undertones uh in the south um because it's very hard to be racist when someone's serving you a hamburger <laughs> um, yeah it's very difficult to be racist when someone is serving you at a restaurant when uh, a black nurse is saving your life um and so in some ways that's kind of how you fight um racism. <laughs> um and so kind of at the end of this, kind of brinkley uh twenty-nine, um we have this idea of black power, um uh, just kind of encouraging kind of black pride among black groups, among uh racial progress, among institutional change, kind of just the idea that black people are equal and that black people should be proud. That they're black. You know, it's not some sort of disease or dysphoria or some, uh, you know, amalgamation of insanity. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. It it seems very obvious now, but um, when you've been told your whole life that being black is bad, that being black is not normal, that being black is, um, stopping you from being equal to white people. It can be difficult to begin to accept yourself and say that, actually, I'm black and that's that's okay. Um, and so this idea of black pride and being proud that you are black and being pr- proud that you uh, have made so much change in uh, America kind of begins to take shape in kind of towards the end of the civil rights movement. And that's really kind of the end of the civil rights movement um, because so much has happened in so little time. And, I mean, obviously, a lot of people. Uh, I, I didn't really go into specific people Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks. Um, I'm sure all of you know about those two. Um, but, you know, specifically people like Malcolm X, John Lewis, some still well known people, but perhaps lesser known people of the civil rights movement. Um, I mean,. If you'd like to look into those people, uh, specifically John Lewis, because John Lewis did so much. Um, just passed away in 2020, I believe, right? Uh, uh, yes, he passed away in 2020. Um, i trying to remember if it was 2020 or 2021, but yes. He just passed away in 2020. Um, he was a elected official, a representative from Georgia. Um, overall, an incredible person obviously um but definitely someone who if you don't know enough about him or if you do know anything about him definitely a person um who's worth googling who's worth taking a look at who's worth uh celebrating as a black leader um just as much as Martin Luther King Jr. just as much as Rosa Parks just as much as Malcolm X or you know a number of uh African Americans uh who did so much during the civil rights movement. And so I believe that's everything I wanted to say. And so uh, thank you for listening. I hope you learned something new. Um, And I I hope to see you next time. Thank you for watching.